Hey, Jeff, I hope you have a really good topic for us today. Tony, I ensure you that I do. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Did you know, Tony, that the practice of saying o'clock is a remnant of a much simpler time when clocks were not common? Did you know that? I did not, actually. Yeah. So until the 1300s, the sun actually, as everyone knows, probably was used as a reference point and uh, solar time was slightly different than clock time because sundials, they vary hour lengths based on the seasons. If you know your sundial, you know, mechanics here. So to distinguish the fact that someone was talking about a clock's time, people would say it is six of the clock which later got slurred down and abbreviated as, as humans do to six o'clock. So that's where, wow. That I had no idea. I bet most people didn't know that story. No, I like that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, wow. That is really interesting. It, but it makes sense because people use sundials and the sun and the stars to figure out time and things like that. Yeah. The sun and the moon. So yeah, I guess uh, that makes sense. When clocks started coming around, they had to distinguish Hey, how accurate is this? Right. Right. Yeah. Are you using a sundial, a clock, or uh, something to do with- Are you, nowadays it would be, are you using your Apple Watch or are you just guessing? That's right. (laughs) Exactly. So a little, little, little random tidbit for people there and it's something we, we say every day and don't really think about where that comes from, but welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley and our co-host, Tony Shore, uh, with Paladin Financial here. When we're excited, we've got a great show to talk with you about here this week. Uh, if we're, our introduction, we alluded to insurer as in insurance. We're going to talk today about life insurance and uh, talk about some of the mechanics and basics for people to think about. So we've got a, a great show lined up for today. Wow, that sounds great, Jeff, and great to be here with you again. Thanks for having me on the show. I think this is going to be a good one. This is a topic that I often was confused about. That is until I met you and you started educating me about it. But a lot of people I meet don't understand even the insurance they have. Like I had life insurance policies, but I'm not really sure what they do, or I just assume, okay, it's for when I die. So they have money to bury me and money for my wife and kids. I don't know. So I'm looking forward to this one. What are we going to talk about first? Yeah, we'll talk about some of the different types of life insurance and, you know, how do you figure out how much do you need in life insurance? And there are different types of situations that you might benefit from having life insurance. If you're single and you're providing financial support, for example, for an aging parent or a sibling with special needs, a life insurance policy might be worth exploring. So if you're no longer here, where's that money going to come from to continue to support your parent or your sibling? Uh, That's an important one. And since most married couples depend on dual incomes to accommodate their household financial needs, losing one of those incomes can be disastrous and life insurance can help to soften that blow. You know, if you're 20 years away from retirement, losing that income for that period of time. You do the math. That's a lot of lost income. Oh, terrible. 
Now, if you're you're at or nearing retirement, how would your spouse's income change if you passed away? How would your income change if they passed away? You know, one of our events that we we host, educating people about Social Security, we walk through an example of lost income. What happens if one spouse passes away? What will Im- how will that impact the surviving spouse? And the example we use in that event, it decreases the surviving spouse's income by about 46% with lost Social Security and pension. So it can add up. There's a, a lot of uh, lost income that can occur there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the death of a loved one is never a pleasant thing to consider, but I know that avoiding the topic has horrible consequences. And so many of us do put off thinking or talking about that. Yes, absolutely. And life insurance in general, we were talking about this before we started the show. Life insurance is some something that a lot of people love to hate and it has its place. It's like many things in the financial world is if they're, if it's used appropriately, the right types, the right amounts, the right person in their situation, um, it can be good and sometimes unnecessary. So the conversations that we oftentimes avoid are the ones that are the most important. So life insurance, it's something that people sometimes think of as unnecessary. They don't believe in it or people are strong advocates of it, but we want to have a discussion about it and make sure people are thinking through their options and their personal financial situation. Often people don't know how much insurance they need and we can help you to figure that out. What amount do you need? And also what type of life insurance is it makes the most sense based on your situation. So we can put pen to paper, help you to figure out what type is right for you. And once you assess your insurance needs, the next logical question in terms of um, next steps is what kind of coverage is right for me. So if you need something with lower premiums, but higher death benefit, term insurance, for example, might be a good option to explore. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to go into the different types. You mentioned term uh, and it can get confusing, but I'm glad we're clarifying it. Uh, And now might be a good moment to step back a minute and Talk about, maybe illuminate us on what insurance really is. Yeah. So life insurance at the basic level, it's a contract with an insurance company. You have auto insurance. You pay every month to make sure your something happens. There's an accident. The insurance company steps in and covers that. Your home burns down. You have homeowner's insurance. So life insurance, it's a contract with an insurance company. You pay premiums someone passes away, the insured is what they're called. A death benefit is paid out from the insurance company. So your needs or goals determine the right type of insurance and the amount of coverage that you need. And that can change over time. We often meet with folks and we'll do a life insurance review. If you have existing life insurance policies, I bought this thing 15 years ago. Does it still make sense for me to have and continue to pay premiums or it's paid up and it's building up this cash value? What do I do with it? So let's reevaluate it. What you did 15 years ago may not make sense for you today, but there are two different types of life insurance, high level. You have term insurance. Think of that as renting coverage and you have permanent insurance, which is ownership. So term insurance, you have a protection for a specific period, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it might be. Whereas permanent life insurance, as the name implies, will have lifetime coverage as long as you make the premium payments. Yeah. So go into those in a little more detail, those two categories for us. Yeah. So I mentioned there with term insurance, you can decide what term you're going to pay the premiums and have coverage during that period of time. At the end of that term, you can continue. Typically, you can continue receiving coverage, but the rate is going to be significantly higher and that will go up every year 
at that point. That's called annually renewable term. So you want to look at what type of coverage you need for what period. And uh, the, the, the younger you are, the cheaper the coverage is going to be. So I always sure. tell people, you buy life insurance with your money and your health and you want to make sure that you have both. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's a, that's good. And it would seem to me that term insurance might be a good choice for people, uh, some people anyway, but not everybody is what you're saying. Exactly. That can be good for people that need to replace lost income during their working years. So a married couple have kids. What happens if one spouse isn't here any longer to cover that income gap up until retirement or up until the, the kids go off and they're on their own, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but also if you're close to retirement, you're in retirement and you want to cover those early years. If one spouse, uh, passes away, social security income decreases, pension income decreases, that part-time income is out the door, uh, looking at that scenario as well. So, and we also want to look at debts that have to be paid off. So there's a lot of different moving parts and figuring out the right amount and coverage. Yeah. And I know we're going to move on to talk a little more about permanent life insurance, but before we do, why don't you let our listeners know how they can set up a complimentary consultation to maybe review what insurance policies they have and you can look at them and help them decide if it's right for them. Yeah, give us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199. Go out to our website, financialpaladin.com. Again, if you have life insurance and you're not sure is it the right amount and the right type for my family, my situation currently, or if you feel like you need more insurance and how much coverage do I need, we can help you to answer all those those questions. So we're an independent firm. Uh, we have a separate arm of our organization, Paladin Insurance, that we offer various different insurance um, products and companies. So we're not beholden to any particular company. We'll offer you what's the best for your situation and the cheapest. And I want to remind our listeners, Jeff, that this is Paladin Financial Talk. They're listening to the podcast and our host, Jeff Foley, myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Jeff, today we're talking about life insurance basics, and uh, you've already defined life insurance, broken down some of the specifics about term insurance and how it can be valuable to work with a financial service professional like yourself, services professional, who has an insurance license to examine what would work for you and what's best for your specific situation. And I believe now we're going to turn our attention to permanent life insurance. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So permanent insurance, as we talked about earlier, will last throughout your lifetime as long as you have, you're continuing to make the premium payments and has enough value in it to cover the costs over time. So it creates cash value and cash value life insurance. There are a number of different categories there, but you have whole life, universal life, and what's called indexed universal life policies. And the premiums that you pay for a cash value life insurance policy typically are going to be higher than a term policy. You, you have ownership as opposed to renting it part for a period of time. However, with a cash value policy, there's a death benefit p feature and cash value growth that can accumulate over time. So with permanent life insurance, you have two high level categories, universal life and whole life. So let's look at both of those options. Universal life insurance, it's tailored to provide lifetime coverage. And what separates it from whole life insurance is that it's more flexible and gives you opportunities to raise or lower your premium payment or your coverage amounts over the course of your lifetime. So let me say that again, universal life insurance compared to whole life insurance 
offers more flexibility and gives you options to adjust things over time. So often we see the biggest benefit from universal life insurance when it's part of a flexible estate planning strategy designed to help preserve wealth and transfer wealth over time uh, and and multi-generational goals that people are trying to accomplish. Oh, wow. So how can a universal life insurance policy transfer wealth then? Yeah. So the idea with it is you have, again, both a death benefit and a cash value benefit, and those can be put together in different ways. So let's say, for example, you have excess cash and investments and you put that in life insurance and you build that value up over time. You're leveraging the the premiums that you put into it to potentially create income tax free uh, assets or income for your heirs. And it can also be designed should you find yourself in need of long term income replacement uh, that extends beyond your working years. So if you retire and you have this cash value policy that's been built up, you can then turn to that to help satisfy your retirement income needs. And there's going to be tax benefits to that as well. And and uh, so there is it, you can use it for uh, income or, or t- some tax free uh, cash in retirement. But there's also a death benefit that can be correct used as well. Yep. Okay. So that's universal life. Uh, what about whole life insurance? I mean, I've shopped at Whole Foods, uh, <laughs> but uh, or as we call it, Whole Paycheck. But never, uh, I, I don't know about whole life. What's that all about? So whole life insurance again, designed to cover you for your whole life, as you might guess. But sure, because of that, the policies typically have higher premiums compared to term life insurance, and they're typically fixed payment. So whatever your premium pay, premium payment is today, you're still going to be paying that 20, 30 years from now. And one of the benefits of that life insurance is that it has a cash value that can build up over time and create tax advantage cash value later on in retirement. So that's an option for those that are hoping to secure their wealth, transfer that to beneficiaries if something happens to them, but again, have that opportunity to to take out income in retirement if they need it. So it is somewhat similar to the universal insurance policy then? It is. Generally speaking, whole life insurance, it's you're, you're receiving a, a stated interest rate that can change over time versus universal life insurance. It has more flexibility to have potentially higher gains over time, depending on how the policy is structured. So sure. whole life, a little bit more predictable, but less flexible, universal, more options, more flexibility. Sure. Uh, that's That makes perfect sense. So um, back to that wealth transfer idea, though, it seems like accumulation would be a really valuable part of that policy then. Yeah, it could be depending on your situation and looking at your, your goals and objectives may not be right for you depending on your situation, but it's helpful to understand the pricing and the premiums for the type of policies we've talked about and to know how insurance companies generally figure out those premiums. Yeah. And I've heard <laughs> this is the part that I shake my head at. Uh, regarding insurance. And I think this is one of the issues people have. There's this calculation that's made to determine what your premium is or what the insurance costs, but it always seems really mysterious to me. I mean, we don't have to break it all down because I know it's confusing, but how they calculate it seems uh, kind of a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. So the insurance company, they're trying to gauge here on average, based on how old you are today, how long is is this guy going to be, guy or gal going to be around? So they'll look at your occupation, your health history, your blood, your all all sorts of stuff to determine what kind of risk rating do we apply to this person? And based on that, if you're a higher risk, 
you have to pay more in premiums to get the same amount of coverage as someone who is a lower risk. Yeah. In my case, Jeff, they probably would also look at how many all-you-can-eat pizza buffets are within, say, a 30-mile radius of where I live and work. This is a true thing. Yes. yes. They might. That <laughs> might actually become part of the calculation for <laughs> what they're going to do for me as far as life insurance. Uh, and uh, there's an underwriting process typically, right? Exactly. Yes. We're going to call this the pizza factor you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, you have to qualify for life insurance through that underwriting process. As I mentioned earlier, you, you buy life insurance with your money and your health. You have to have both. And we want to make sure that those are considered. So the first step to choose uh, to think about in determining your coverage is what type makes the most sense for you term insurance or permanent coverage. And that's going to depend on your situation, what you're hoping to get out of that coverage. Why are you looking at that in the first place? How many years are we trying to provide that coverage? So if it's a shorter period of time, a defined period of time, term insurance would make the most sense typically. And once you decide what coverage type suits your needs, the next is to determine what amount. And that can be a little bit tricky because it shouldn't be based so much on what you need, but rather your family and your beneficiaries might need at the time of your death. So uh, how does somebody then come up with the needed amount? How much life insurance they should have? Is it just as simple as replacing the deceased salary? It could be as simple. That's a, that's a rough sketch approach, but for how long? And you want to look at things like medical bills, outstanding debts, college costs for children, marriage costs for children, grandchildren, how much you owe on your mortgage. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. So we'll, we'll take you through a process to determine here's your situation. Here's the math on what we would suggest and look at different options to, to do that. And additionally, life insurance can provide tax smart, if you will, retirement income. When purchased with after tax dollars, the income you receive from your life insurance can be income tax free, which might help in stretching your retirement dollars. Again, may not be right for a particular person, but we want to look at someone's situation and understand what type of coverage and the amount is right for them. Yeah. And I think you mentioned tax there, or uh, maybe I'm just uh, dreaming, but I know there are tax implications to life insurance, right? And that's a big consideration. Correct. So if you typically, you look at your IRAs, 401ks, things like that, if you're under age 59 and a half and you take money out, generally speaking, there's some exceptions, but you're going to pay taxes and a 10% uh, penalty for being under that age. With cash value life insurance, that if it, depending on how it's structured, that money can come out income tax-free. So that's a nice benefit. You know, at age 62, there may be no effect on your Social Security benefits if you're receiving your Social Security. So we look at the taxation there. And at age 65, there also might not be any effect on your Medicare Part B premiums as well. Yeah. So uh, timing is everything. You threw out some ages there, 59 and a half. I love the half thing. Again, I have to say, (laughs) thank you, IRS, for coming up with that rule. Uh, They just have to confuse us. But uh, timing is everything with all of this, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. When you take money out of a cash value life insurance policy, can impact what's called your modified gross income. And you have loans and withdrawals that you might take from a cash value policy that will also impact the death benefit and also obviously the cash value. So if you're taking money out, that's going to uh, decrease those. And also some life insurance policies are going to have a surrender charge if you take too much out too soon. So there's another reason to consult with a financial professional 
who can better understand your situation and, and identify what's right for you. Yeah, so, and we're not going to name names, Jeff Foley, but I happen to know a financial professional that they could call. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, well, you know what, Jeff, we've covered a lot of information about life insurance today. Yeah, I hope you gained some insight about some of the different types of life insurance coverage and take a few minutes, think about your perspective about life insurance. Is that an option for you? Do you have too much, too little? Again, if you have a life insurance policy, uh, does it still make sense for you? And what do you do with that? So that's something we can help provide a, a life insurance review for you and evaluate your options. So give us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199 or visit us online at financialpaladin.com. Also encourage you to, to check out our previous uh, episodes of our podcast Go out and give us an honest review on iTunes and Google or Spotify, and we appreciate your feedback. Well, it's that time of the clock, Jeff, uh, <laughs> that we should wrap up the podcast today. Uh, it's been a good one. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.